Ron Van Dam, a man, a microphone, and a complete lack of conversational filters. This is the Ron Van Dam Show on New England Broadcasting. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. It's the Ron Van Dam Show. Hold on tight, things can get a bit weird. If you like that sort of thing. Oh, thank you for all the applause. Your applause is deafening. Thank you so much. Please sit down. The standing ovation is embarrassing me. Oh, my God. Hey, welcome to the program. Indeed, it is the Ron Van Dam Show. I'm one of the people involved in the title. Thank you for being here. Make yourself comfortable. This won't take long. By the way, thank you for your many donations uh, toward this program. How am I supposed to eat? How am I supposed to pay my my rent? I, not a, how, how am I supposed... How can I exist like this? Actually, I don't pay rent. I pay a mortgage. Ooh, okay, ooh. I am my own slumlord. <laughs> Yes, silly. Okay, stop it. It's enough. It's enough theme music. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, John Shanahan is your announcer, comedy writer. What a guy. What a guy. Then there's Nicole Reed. She books many of the national interviews that you hear in this program. She's that British voice that you hear at the beginning of the program as well. What a woman. What a woman. And then there's Jason Shaw, who composes and performs the theme music, the closing theme, and some of the incidental music, incidentally. The lovely and talented Jason Shaw. What a talented man he is. And then there's you. If you look in a dictionary that nobody has anymore, you will find a picture of you under the category of incredibly tolerant. Thank you so much for your tolerance. I think that one at the uh, reviewing their life, you know, uh, looking back on their lives, I think one thing they can all claim is I was tolerant. I was tolerant. (laughs) <laughs> That's what you need to make it through this life, baby. Thank God the liquor stores are doing well, huh? Yeah, they are. They're selling liquor like off the shelves. Wonder why. You know, it's hard to find a therapist these days because if you try to make an appointment with a therapist, they'll say, I can't do it on that day. I'm seeing my therapist. Yeah, they need that. They need that so badly. I read somewhere a couple of years ago or it could have been a decade ago. No, it was yesterday. It was yesterday that uh, the number one occupation for suicide 
Guess what it is? No, 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 mm-mm. The highest rated suicide rate of ratings is amongst the profession of dentistry. I don't know why either. Then I thought about it. Why would dentistry be so depressing that people would want to kill themselves? And then I realized that your entire career is putting your hands in other people's mouths. That is depressing, yes. Although it's quite lucrative, everybody has to get their teeth cleaned. So like on a regular basis, everybody eats crap, so they've got cavities. Everybody, uh, when you get older, your teeth have to do things. So you got to see, you know, so yeah, it's really, a, should be a very joyous type of profession, but apparently it's not. I don't, and I can't figure out why the suicide rate among dentists would be so high. There must be a lot of dentists that take the place of those that uh, take their lives. I don't know. And I, I think I'm being a little dark about this, but I'm trying to figure out why they were rated so high in suicide. I can't. Why are not oral hygienists also like dropping like flies? That I don't understand. Why is it the dentists? Is it the pressure of the teeth amongst um, amongst the prof- I, what? I, what is it? What is it? Do they come home from work at the end of the day? Hi, dear. How is your day? Assuming that the dentist was a guy, which isn't necessarily the case. But uh, hi, dear. How is your day? Oh, uh, Mrs. Johnson had a cavity. And I feel like I want to kill myself. I mean, I, I don't understand it. I just don't get it. I, I mean, I think it would be, it's like working at a hospital or something would be like worse seeing all those people sick like day in and day out. I mean, your entire career is based on other people like feeling in pain and horrible. I mean, that's depressing. Uh, but no. Apparently, it's the dentistry profession. I don't understand it. I kind of don't understand. I don't understand. See, I don't understand. I don't understand dentistry at all. I, I just don't. I, I, it's, such, it's a career made in somebody else's mouth. I've heard of uh, careers like in financial institutions where you're investing other people's money. But now you're like um, fixing other people's mouths. It's like, fix your own mouth. What do you, what do you want from me? I don't understand it. And do you have to have like a uh, experience in construction in order to work in somebody's mouth? I mean, do you, does it not take a construction crew to reconstruct someone's teeth and stuff like that? I mean, you know, uh, shoving tubes in their mouth, you know, the, the gurgle tubes, I call them. Do they still use those? Uh, I don't know. I, my dentist is very archaic. Uh, when I sit in the dentistry chair, the dentist comes in with um, hammer and chisel and one of those uh, air drills, you know, one of those things that they use, um, you know, to break up the street. Um, what do they call those things? I don't even know. See, my mind is just going. It's just going. It's almost going, going, gone. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. And it's the oral hygienists that really do most of the work. They're like doing the, the, all the prep work, you know. They're they're in there and they're they're checking it out and they're taking pictures of my teeth. I've never taken a picture of my own. I've never done a, a tooth selfie before. I guess you can. But I've never really thought of doing that. I never see that. 
You never meet your, you know, a friend who says, hey, look at this. Look at here. I got a picture of myself on Lilith. This is my molar. This is my molar. Look at my molar. And they don't do that. They don't. You don't go on Facebook. It's not toothbook. You don't go on Facebook and, and see people's molars and cavities. You know, it's not like, I don't know. Maybe you should do that. Maybe you should take a picture of your tooth and put it on Facebook. Is Facebook still still alive? Are you still doing that? <laughs> so Donald Trump, you know this guy? Oh, my God. Uh, train wreck. Woo, 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 woo. That's the sound of a train. Train wreck. New York uh, court judge found him guilty of frauding the city and the government. Uh, without question, he was, you know, they knew he was, he was, I mean, businessmen of that ego uh, stature. Yeah, of course he, he cheated the guy. Of course, of course they all do. But if you're going to be brash about it, like Trump is brash about everything, you're probably going to get caught at what you do and your excuse. Well, everybody does it never seems to fly. Have you ever uh, been speeding down the highway and uh, an officer pulls you to the side and says, I'm giving you a ticket, you're going 20 miles over the speed limit, and then you say, well, everybody else was doing the same. I was going the same speed as everybody else. Yeah, but you were going 20 miles over the speed limit, weren't you? Why are you picking on me? I can't, I can't stop everybody. Believe me, I'm trying. Well, that's you, Trump. I mean, not only are you speeding down the highway, but you've got gigantic spotlights on your car. <clears throat> so anyway, so he's found guilty. He has to pay. Listen to this, baby. I think you probably know the amount. He has to pay nearly $400 million. That's a half a billion dollars. On top of that... Uh, he's got this uh, this woman that uh, successfully sued him for harassment. Uh, the courts say it was actual rape of a sort, and uh, he uh, he he's fined uh, I think eighty three million dollars in that one, and he keeps getting fined more because he keeps maligning her. And then they bring him to court again. He has to pay even more. So he's up to half a billion dollars. Does Trump have half a billion dollars, really? Or is he full of shit like everything else? I don't know. We don't know. But he's been called on it. This is a poker game, uh, and he's not holding the better hand this time. Now, in the state of New York, you, you can appeal everything, but it doesn't mean that the judgment uh, doesn't stick, and it doesn't mean that you don't have to pay. State of New York, you got to pay that fine. You can appeal it, try to get it back, but you have to pay it within 30 days. Holy shit. <laughs> God, Don. So here's what Donald has done, and I'm not making this up. I am not making this up. It sounds like I'm doing a comedy routine, but I'm not. He announced over the weekend a new sneaker line. Yep, the sneakers go for nearly uh, $400 a pair. It's 300 and something dollars a pair of sneakers. It's got an American flag on it, and the sneaker is like a brash gold. You can't hide the fact you're wearing those sneakers if you happen to. So uh, he's selling sneakers. This, the man's running for president and selling, starts a sneaker line 
I, 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 pinch me, pinch me. <laughs> now that's not the only thing, thing he's selling. He's also got a Trump line of cologne or something, some kind of perfume cologne thing going on. I don't know what the scent is, but I don't think I want to smell it. So he's got the uh, the the aftershave cologne perfume thing going, and uh, this brand new uh, sneaker venture, Trump sneakers. <laughs> um, you can't you can't make it up because it's true, and I'm sure he'll get plenty of people who love him, you know, and will buy the sneakers and. Uh, if you're walking down the street and you see somebody wearing gold sneakers, it won't necessarily be a comment on their political persuasion, although it is, but it won't necessarily be that. It'll be more like, how much of a douche are you? How much of a sucker can one be? That's going to be the impression of the person walking down the street wearing gold sneakers. Trump gold sneakers. <laughs> Look, it's a douchebag parade over there. I don't know. And that that is not a political statement. That's like, oh my God, you bought those things? <laughs> You're trying to bail them out? I don't understand what's going on here. I just don't get it. Anyway, that made me think. I don't have a, a, a merchandise line of anything right now. Am I missing out on an opportunity to make a lot of money? About uh two years ago. If that, I interviewed the creator of Captain Underpants. He's got a strange first name. Uh, anyway, uh, Captain Underpants creator. And it was a nice little interview. And I thought to myself, wow, this man's making money off of a uh, cartoon that involves underpants. That's what I wanted to do. How can I somehow make money uh, with a merchandise line? It has to involve underpants because nothing's stranger or funnier or weirder than underpants. Pants are strange. Pants are funny. Any joke that has pants in it is probably going to end up being like really knee slapping or, yeah, knee slapping the your, your pant knee, uh, pant knee funny. Pants, funnier. Pants are funny. Underpants, funnier yet. Panties, not so much. For some reason, panties have a sexual connotation. Hey, you want to smell? Smell her panties. That's disgusting. And, okay. But smelling underpants, talking about underpants, that's not really as disgusting as it is funny. That's just funny. <laughs> so that's going to be my mode of success. S merchandising underpants and they're going to be called you know fruit of the loom fruit has nothing to do with underpants but it worked out my last name i don't know if you know this but my last name is van dam two separate words of love that damn part maybe i can use that to some financial benefit wait a minute damn underpants <gasps> wow it's like your wife says, I'm going to do the laundry now. 
take off your damn underpants. Give me your damn underpants, and that'll be a brand. And I don't think anybody has really um, done a brand search on that name. I think we're good. So damn underpants. I know. On the band of the underpants themselves, it'll say in big letters, only three of them, damn. But no N, no N, because that's sacrilegious to an extent. No one one wants sacrilegious underpants. That's getting into a category that could get a little sticky. Ah, see how funny that is? It'll just say D-A-M, damn, damn. Look at those, look at those underpants. Damn, they look good. Damn. That's what I'm doing. My own underpants line. The only reason that I may not go into it are there's so many different SKUs involved. Yeah, you've got your small, medium, large, extra large, and geez, you're fat. Those four sizes. So I got to have four different SKUs. So I could get like too large an inventory of small or too small an inventory of large. And then, I, and then I'm losing, you know, inventory gets all messed up. And you can't say, all right, we're selling the small underpants for a discount. If you're large, give it a shot. Can't do that, you know. You got you to gotta stick to your size. And they're going to be true to size. Ron, are your underpants going to be true to size? Sort of. Some of them will be false to size. In other words, it'll say small, but they won't fit people at all. That's not true to size. Well, it is if I put the wrong label on the underpants. Oh, you're right. I'm serious. And they're going to be gold, just like Trump's sneakers. Golden underpants. He has earned the golden underpants. He has not streaked them in over three years. And he has washed them consistently and wears them proudly and changes it frequently. He has earned the gold underpants. Yep. And I'm going to have little certificates that I'm going to send in the mail to people uh, who buy the gold underpants. You have earned the certificate of freshness and loveliness and goodness. Uh, Here is your gold certificate. You have earned the gold underpants certificate from the Van Damme Corporation. That's going to happen. It's going to happen. I don't know when. Could be posthumously. I don't know, but it's going to happen. And take advantage of the underpants market. You know, it's brands. There's a lot of sneakers. They're all sneakers. I mean, who are we kidding here? You know, they make them sound like that you can leap in the air and all that kind of crap. They're just sneakers. It's it's the branding. It's the marketing. I mean, everybody wears underpants. Who gives a crap about? Oh, <laughs> see, that's funny too. Who gives a crap about underpants? Well, I think we all do, right? So, uh, yeah, uh, if you brand them properly uh, and come up with a proper name for the, uh, you market the underpants properly, this could be a gold mine. And that's what I'm shooting for, baby. So, you can say, hey, I knew Van Damme when he was just a talk show host. Now he's uh, the king of the underpants. A title that I don't know if I want to deal with. But yet, if money is involved, it probably wouldn't hurt. So, my question to you is, if I put out my own line of underpants, which is going to cost me a lot of money because I have to invest in the underpants thing, uh, would you buy them? Would you buy them? 
That's what I'm asking you. No, that's what I'm asking you. Or do you just want to just donate to me? The Ron Van Dam Show is made possible by generous contributions from listeners like you. Except you, Jerry. You're a turd. We're sending your money back to you. Don't ever send money here again, Jerry. You know perfectly well why. Final warning. You haven't forgotten. We haven't forgotten, Jerry. Okay? Like $14 was going to smooth things over with Ron. No, Jerry. Just fucking no. We will send people to your house. For everyone who's not Jerry, thank you. And we return you to the Ron Van Dam Show. Hi, Dave. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Ron? I'm doing great. Dave Pilkey joins us now. Uh, the uh, the Dog Man, A Tale of Two Kitties. Uh, this is exciting. Is, has, has it been out very long? Uh, no, it just came out last week. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Where, where did Captain Underpants come from? Uh, it actually came from my imagination when I was a child. Uh, I was having a lot of trouble in school, and my teacher was always sending me out into the hallway, and I didn't have very much else to do out there, so I started <laughs> drawing pictures and, and making up stories about Captain Underpants. Wow. And this has been going on for, for 20 years? Well, in my life, it's been going on for almost 45 <laughs> right. years. I yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, do you remember the, the first Captain Underpants? you remember that far back? I do. I actually remember um, around the time that it, it started, my teacher was, was telling the class a story, and, and she used the word underwear, and everyone in my class started laughing. And that, that made her so angry, and she was like, boys and girls, underwear is not funny. And we just laughed even harder, and, and I thought, oh, that's a good idea for a comic. I should do something with that. that. perfect. And even funnier, of course, underpants. There is nothing funnier in the world than underpants. I mean, because a lot yeah. happens. And uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And when you see somebody in their underpants, it's hilarious. It it can be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! What uh, is the age group uh, uh, widened over the years uh, that, that that are fans? It actually has. It's, it's interesting when I do a um, uh, an author uh, visit. Sometimes I'll go and I'll talk to kids and parents yeah. and teachers and. And when kids line up to get their book signed, I'll have five-year-olds, I'll have uh, kids in college, um, and just recently I've been getting grown-ups who were fans when they were child children, and they're bringing their own children who are also fans. So I'm I'm feeling very old these days. (laughs) We're we're all feeling very old these days. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And with underpants even older. Uh, What about... uh, Yes. Hey, in the movies, hello, wow, how did this happen? Um, you know, it was, I, I just got very, very lucky. Um, DreamWorks Animation was interested in making a film, and we got uh, connected with David Soren, who is an amazing writer and director, and he took, he took over the project, and he just created gold. It was, it was uh, the greatest greatest experience now i understand that you have involvement in in the movie itself usually when this happens you sell the rights over you know for them to develop but Uh how how involved were you this time with with this kind of thing 
I was actually pretty involved. I was surprised because I, I'd heard horror stories about this type of thing, but DreamWorks Animation was very, very kind. They wanted as much involvement as I would give, and they actually listened to my ideas, which uh, was very surprising. Oh. But but the nicest thing was was hearing the director and getting to know him, and and when he told me that you know he. He was telling me, he said, I don't think Captain Underpants is really about a superhero, is it? And I was like, no, no, you're right. <laughs> it's really about a creative friendship. And, and since he got it, yeah. I felt like I could kind of step back. Oh, I got it. Okay, fine. So uh, this is very exciting. What, what, so what happens after the movie? Is there, They usually do like sequels and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> is that too early? Oh yeah, <laughs> we have our we have our fingers crossed for a sequel. Yeah, we're we're, yeah. we're very hopeful. I, it's I, coming on a DVD this week, so we're excited about that too. Very very <laughs> nice. Very very nice. So, have you ever had the the inclination to to take the stories and and make them somewhat modern in the sense of what the country's going through at a particular time, or how much how much of the social uh, uh, conscious, do you, do you put into it or do you try to not let it get into it? I try not to really let that that uh, part of it get into it. The thing that I find uh, most interesting is to to, to see the characters, uh, the, these two creative characters in Captain Underpants, mm-hmm. as they make their own comics, to see them grow up yeah. through their through their artwork and just to see their ideas get more mature. And uh, to see them, the themes of their stories to, to get more uh, grown up as as they themselves grow up. I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, it's it's when I speak to authors who you know write books and novels, they create the characters, and then within a couple of chapters, the characters are writing the books for them, uh, almost yeah. almost you know uh, physically. Um, does, yeah. that, does that happen here as well? It really does, actually. Um, that's one of the things that, that surprised me is that uh, George and Harold, the, the two boys in the Captain Underpants stories, they they also create their own comic books, and and now they're doing their own spinoffs, and yeah. I kind of feel like I'm I'm writing through through them. Yeah, makes sense. Well, our time is short, but uh, it's fascinating to speak to you. Um, as I've been aware of the series, and it's it's nice to speak to the uh, the mind behind it. Uh, now, f- give me a list of ways that that I can g- get involved and get my kids involved and and all that. Where can I go for more information? Well, you could go online, uh, pilkey dot com. That's just my last name, P I L K E Y. There's lots of information, and also my publisher, Scholastic. They have a, a wonderful website with lots of resources. Scholastic dot com will will also be a great great help. Great. And what's the information on the movie? Uh, it comes out on DVD this week, and um, I, I'm hoping we have a, we all have our fingers crossed for a sequel. We're we're yeah. very hopeful. So we can find that on Amazon, etc., everywhere. Yes, wherever wherever you find movies and and uh, yeah. and DVDs, wherever fine movies and, and DVDs are sold, as we as yeah. we used to say. Dave, pleasure That's speaking. Right. <laughs> pleasure speaking to you. Continue good Thanks luck. Thanks so much, Ron. Do you take Thank care? Thank you. You too. All right, you too. Thank bye-bye. you. Bye bye. Well, that'll do it for me today. I'll be back again tomorrow with a brand new program. But until that time arrives, I wish you peace.